Welcome to Nameless Debate Radio, where radioactivity is contagious. You can join us in broadening our minds on the Nameless Debates Discord via the link below, and even feature here yourself, if you've got what it takes. Yeah. Hey, um, Joshua. Yeah? I would love for you to give me your opinion on an article I wrote on Quora about the psychedelic experience. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, I think it, it'll test out our, um, our degree of similarity in terms of the reductionism um, argument because in my uh, article about psychedelics, I am quite reductionist. And I, I think I do it just the right amount, but let's see what you think. That, that'll be interesting because one of the things that comes to mind on this one is this atheist position, right? Like how do you manage to hold it? Because for me, what it means is that you're saying, this is what it sounds like. And I know it's not what you think it is, but it still sounds like that. I appreciate that you preface it with, this is what it sounds like. Yeah, that is nice. Because the the fact of the matter is, if you ask me, uh, I could just as easily say I'm an atheist as not, because either position only makes sense in relation to what you think those things mean. And, of course. Um, and I could easily take either position because for me, whatever the position I'm taking or I have learned to take, it's all based on an evidentiary stream. So uh, <laughs> if we are talking about something that uh, is, a, is a function of belief, then no, that's not, that's not what I'm thinking about. But what I have seen is that it's inescapable to understand that this whole history of this discourse around God is a discourse around a phenomenology that is basically mysterious and that we don't really have much of a grasp of. So when Mm -hmm. I think about it that way, Mm -hmm. uh, I I, I don't see how one could take the atheist position because that would mean uh, that... uh, you're deciding pre a priori what the boundaries of the meaning of the word is, and then you're saying that you don't believe in that, and that means that any on well, some I'm, level, what you're meaning is this is what it sounds like. You're saying that every definition that everyone might have in relation to God, well, that's not what you think is real. I, I doubt well, that's I think- a holdable position. I'm not sure that I accept that because I'm not saying um, every position that anyone might hold in relation to the word that I'm using. I'm saying like I define the word in a certain way and insofar as your definition is consistent with mine and I'm saying it doesn't exist, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like to you, if you, if you hold the same definition okay, as what I think what, you probably hold. Well, here, here's the interesting breakdown. Here's where it seems to break down. Now, Eddie is part mm-hmm. of this. As well, but I, I think Eddie likes to play a, this funny role. So, mm-hmm. with uh, with David, I was probably slightly baiting him a little bit with the with the God thing, and then um, Eddie thinks it makes sense to say in the middle of this that he doesn't believe in God without finding out what I mean by the word. Mm-hmm. So, Sorry about that. well, that's <laughs> because he doesn't he doesn't need to know what you mean. He just needs to know what he means. Yeah. Like that's I'm not, that's sure. not the case. I don't think that's the case. I think the how case is this. But here's how I figure it. I figure that anyone who's thought about this matter to any reasonable degree will realize that it makes no sense to speak about it without uh, working out the terms first. Otherwise, it's absurd 
behavior. And actually people participate in this absurd behavior. And there's a history of this absurd behavior. And so if you're going to be a philosopher, the first thing you're going to say to yourself is, well, what is it that you're saying that you believe in before I say that I don't? That would be the thing you would do. That would be like common sense. You don't just jump in I mean, and say, oh, sure, I don't believe you that. Think, you think, but maybe I have a better method to get around that problem. And what's that? Okay, so basically, um, I define God. I say you can define God in a couple of ways. Either no, no, you think, no it's, the, it's the idea on that. No, no, no. Either you think that God is a creative, conscious being, or you don't. Right? I accept a definition of, yeah, I accept the definition of God that corresponds to the transcendent ground of reality. But if you put anything else in there, you're wrong. And it doesn't exist in the sense that you think it does, if you put anything else in that box, in my opinion. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's what I <laughs> thought was going to happen, something like that. There's, there's a reason because essentially one of the things that we can get out of the axioms of DM theory is that like, we don't need to accept a God as necessary for creating reality, but we can't dismiss it as somehow functional or playing a role in what is still mysterious to us about the phenomenology of our experience. I don't think I would put it that way. Well, it's interesting, right? Because I have a Muslim friend who says he believes in God. And I'm not going to tell him that he doesn't, but what I say to him every time he says that to me is that I don't think that the word God is appropriate for what he's trying to mean. I don't know if you, someone would understand that. And I definitely and that's, think that's a big problem is how can you okay, say so something? So, you know, what, how I solve it, it maybe it's, it's actually not very, uh, it's funnier. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I solve it this way. I go, whatever you think. Well, my experience, and I guess this, I, it's not really a logical argument now that I'm hearing myself say it, but I go, what it, it, but it, it tends to be true. Whatever you think it is, and, and this comes back to some of my synchronicity experience. I go, whatever you think it is, well, it's probably not what I think it is. So what you think it is, what you think it is, that's not what I believe in. No, but here's what I'm saying. I'm saying if your goal is to get people to understand what you do mean, then as long as you admit that other people generally mean a certain thing by God, there are certain connotations attached to the word God, such as creative and conscious, which you do not intend to indicate, then probably you should use a different word. It's just, it's inarticulate to use the word that indicates something you don't mean. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean I, I agree with you there. I just, I just would say that if this was a cultural problem, people that... Uh, uh, not to jump in and suggest they believe or don't believe until it's we get into the habit of uh, of describing what it is we're we're projecting. For sure, for sure. But I think I've talked to enough people who think that they believe in God to have an average definition that accounts for pretty much all the variants I've ever encountered. Well, did you see the? Uh, so there's an interesting artifact of this phenomenology, and it's uh, Peterson and Sam Harris talking about it. Yeah, that's an interesting it's, exchange. It's the number two of the Vancouver talk. And I've kind of been posting little bits about it because I think it's interesting. And, and what it is is uh, um, Sam Harris 
so it, it, there is a similarity between Peterson and Sam Harris talking about this, and they actually both agree on uh, they pretty well agree on the positive reality that they both project. But Harris's position is he wants to end this nonsense around God. Mm -hmm. And then when Peterson describes God in a way that's acceptable to him, his claim is, well, that's not what people think is. Right. But I would agree with that. Like, why can't you say uh, when you refer to God? The no, but here's the thing. It's Peterson and Harris talking. So now Harris's responsibility is to respond to Peterson's definition. And instead, he avoids it by going, hey, wait a minute. Uh, I don't want to respond. He doesn't even make a comment on. Does Peterson even know his definition? He, yeah, he, he reads it out. He, he reads it out from down. prepared notes. And yeah. it's one what, of, what, what's it's Peterson's one of, definition of God? Oh, it's one of the best I've heard, actually. I thought it was really good. <laughs> It, 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 uh, you wouldn't object to it, <laughs> is what I would say. I don't think you'd object to any aspect of it. So he stays within the boundaries uh, of a transcendent reality that he claims is divine simply because it has uh, transcendental meaning to the individual. Yeah, like the highest value. That yeah. doesn't constitute divinity, though. Well, he, he, he frames divinity as transcendental, so then you can't say anything about it. He Akira would have done the same thing. Whatever's I mean, at the top of your value of hierarchy. Or hierarchy of values, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, that's, that's one of them. He doesn't limit it to right? one sentence. He yeah. gives a number of them so that you, you can't uh, really trap him. He literally shotguns definitions of God. Yeah, no one's prepared for it because I've never really heard anyone do what he did, but I thought it was great. Dude, I've done things like that before because it's, <laughs> it's actually fun to think transcendentally about this uh, object of I mean, completeness. Just to be clear, understood. Though, Go ahead. Yeah. I, like, um, do we mean the same thing when we say transcendental and when we say God? Do uh, I and you mean? Well, first thing, does, does think, everybody in general, like if we just look at the dictionary, does it, does it look like it's the same thing? The thing is, there's no good answer to that question. And this is why... Like according, this, to, according to the book that defines words, are they the same thing? According to what? The book that defines words. Dictionary, a dictionary. No, no, it's according to the phenomenology of the cultural experience. It's no, but the question thing. is, right, like... All of us learn words from the way that other people use them, and the way that other people use them in general has been codified into dictionaries. No, because one of the things that's been going on is that certain people have been recontextualizing God privately in their own minds and not making it completely clear how it is their idea is different than the orthodox norm or the cultural uh, 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 meme. And so, yeah, but here's the thing. So, well, so what the, I'm asking the, is, I'm asking about like specifically the words like um, transcendental and um, divine, okay, so, right? Like, okay, do so, they mean the same thing? Okay, wait a minute. Let's. I wonder let's about just, that. Let's just do the word God, right? So in Jewish, no, but terms, like just okay. Before we do the word God, though, because God's a bit more complicated. I no, just want to check. It's simpler, you, you, it's simpler do you here. think they mean the same thing? There's, it's simpler here because in the Jewish tradition, 
God is ineffable. You can't name it. So it isn't in the realm of projection even. You, we can't project it. And so it's definitely... That's it, just a claim to noumena, right? It's what? Yeah. It's a what? Noumena. The opposite of phenomena. Well, yeah, the it's not just a claim to yeah. noumena. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually an inflation claim. So it's a claim... Technically, it's nothing but a claim to noumena because if you hit the basis for claim to noumena, you cannot claim anything more. And in fact, the claim to noumena, in my opinion, falsifies itself. Yeah, but it, it's not a claim to noumena. It's, it's a claim to the unnameability. But that's what phenomena. I mean. If you name the unnameability, you clearly have got it wrong. It's kind of the nothingness. Well, well yes and no. Because the way I I'd love to know is, how no. Yeah. Well, how it's no is, is that the unnameability can be read as different kinds of metaphors. One of them is that it's unnameable, but the other one is that when you walk into it, um, regard it as something that's unnameable in your vocabulary and you'll have better luck. So now Heraclitus says something very no, much like, like this. Don't I know you don't believe agree. this, but Heraclitus says this. No, I'm just asking, like, when you say something unnameable in your vocabulary, what do you mean? Are you naming an idea? No. It's the so same you're not naming as... an idea? No, it... why well, I am naming so what, what... an idea. Okay, so you're naming an idea. So then what, are you, what idea are you naming? Okay, so here's the thing to think about it. Let me just reframe this and maybe it'll make more sense. It's the same thing mm -hmm. as the claim around the unconscious. Now, there can't be any such thing as the unconscious because logically it can't exist. No, but the unconscious does. is not a claim about the absolute. The unconscious is a claim about consciousness, and there's a distinction. Yes. Na neither it's is clear. the nameless. Neither is the no, nameless. No, 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 but if you say something is actually, in a universal sense, nameless, you can't actually describe it. It's incomprehensible, right? What you're saying is that if you can say that, it cannot be true. Yes. Yeah so, you, you, yeah, so it's a self-defeating proposition. No. Oh, I don't so, see how you can say no there. So there is a no there. And the no there is you have to get out of the logical framework. So don't, don't think about it logically. Think Why? about it. Just take my, uh, suspend your So disbelief. benefit of the doubt? Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Just until after I finish the... Uh, of course. Sorry, my bad. Um, so... Uh, if you can regard the idea of the, the nameless God as a, as a philosophical proposition, or you can regard it as a, as a heuristic that is helpful. Hmm. That but is. don't, don't so, you need to articulate that is, what it is? Oh, and the heuristic that's helpful is if you don't jump to the conclusion that just because you don't know what it is, that it isn't there. Okay, but what I'm saying is, if what you're claiming is... So there's two distinct things that you can say. You can say, um, it is such that I do not currently comprehend it, and I do not know if it can be comprehended. That's the first and the more justifiable claim. The second yeah. claim is, it is incomprehensible, and that cannot be true. Well, I don't make that claim, but... It sounded like that's what you said. No. No, I, I, see it have a, I see it has a different value. That it, those of us who decide to investigate the claim must realize that 
it's not going to be simple and that you're working you're working you're working against a kind of you're working around the veil whether there appears to be some sort of uh epistemological okay, veil that you've got to deal with and that's so, sort of what I'm saying, though. Don't isn't the only way to deal with that to uh, properly articulate the boundaries of what you're saying. That is yes, but that doesn't disqualify uh, cultural it, it, uh, it core cultural attempts at not. They're not perfect cultural attempts. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is that's why they're wrong. Like you, but, just yes. in a technical sense, they're not accurate. Yeah, in a technical sense, mm -hmm. they're not accurate. But in yeah, a, so in, like. From a I heuristic think, point of view, the, uh, what I found was having that in my experience uh, helped me. Yeah, and I understand why Jordan Peterson calls that God, but at the same time, mm -hmm. that doesn't—that's not what God is taken to mean by everybody who is hearing you. It seems—it seems counterproductive to insist upon the use of a word which implants a false belief about what you're saying in the in the mind of your listener. I agree. And it's, it, it's, it, uh, disorients many people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's basically I why I object to it. Like you asked about the atheism. That is my objection. It's that I believe in the transcendent, but God is not the word. And in some ways we can think of data logic as the thing that has been deified throughout history, culturally trying to map on all the significance and meaning that we can muster missing the mark most of the time, but ultimately being able to capture it with, you know, yeah. a, and a that's sort of map. like, that's how I think about religion is that it's intuitions of the transcendent, but they're just inarticulate in crucial ways. They are inarticulate. Yeah. And we, in, in a, a more uh, active sense than normal, we project ourselves onto our conceptions of the transcendent, which is why we anthropomorphize it. Yeah. Which is a good metaphor, metaphorical strategy, but it tends to then become a sticky metaphor that people attach and deify and end up, you know, killing people over their yeah. whose imaginary friend is better. Yeah. <laughs> casually roasting all the religious people in the world. Yeah, yeah, just casually. And I don't be disparaging towards because I don't, I actually find utility in the, in the whole exploration of the idea. I don't think it's a, it's an in. I, I, yeah, I think personally, I feel like, um, you know, the those of the past who were responsible for the messages that we receive in the religious texts of today, they were very insightful individuals who could see something about reality which was true. Often, lots of stuff about it that was true, and they mm -hmm. did their best to codify that, and. The, they did a good job, but they didn't do a good enough job. Unfortunately, let's admit it. They just didn't. It's not quite accurate. And it's inaccurate no. in ways that we've demonstrated in the last 200 years. Well, y yes and no. That is... Uh... Well, we know, we know that it cannot literally be true. You know, before, yeah. historically, we did not know that. It was up in the air, but we do know. The yeah. flood never happened. It could not have. Adam and Eve could not have happened. You know, like no, there's well, these things that happen that just couldn't. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure the floods did happen. I mean, archaeologically, we can prove that the, that the flood, as in the Great Flood, did not. 
Yeah. But a flood in the area where the composed almost certainly did happen. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's true because they represent real events. It's just that, yeah. you know, the point that I'm making is that we can tell that they cannot simply be true. I'm not saying that they're not true at all. I'm saying the way in which they're true oh, I agree. is uh, of course metaphorical. Agree. Yeah. Well, the, the, just the idea that Moses wrote the, the Torah is practically impossible. Mm -hmm. Especially on account of the the Sumerian story, the the Noah story, the Sumerian yeah. story, um, and uh, and that's a very, I think, a very interesting story. It's a, it's actually kind of interesting that that's the one story they decided to save from all the almost all the stories. It isn't the only story they decided. This Cain and Abel story is also a story they decided to save, but mm. uh, there was a lot of stories, and out of those stories, they picked those two, you know. I like how Peterson little stories. Peterson like, emphasizes. Yeah, the, I was about to. I was literally about to say Eddie. Like the, this is one of the reasons that I love Peterson is that um, he renders religions properly in their mythological context and says that the uh, persistence of the notions that are like represented in parables of religions are. Uh, they are it's the persistence is there for a reason it's not a coincidence in any sense they're very useful ideas yeah evolutionarily adaptatious to say the yeah. least yeah and what one of one of the one of the principles you mean advantageous thank you yeah that's what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> i was puzzling that one over i was like uh, adaptatious what the fuck dude, is it's, that it's fucking late here it's four or six i can't yeah, believe nah, it that's so good man <laughs> I, I sort of decided to skip over it. I thought something sounded off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah, I, no, definitely. There's a massive utility to the ideas that that are codified in the religious texts, and there's a reason that people today think that they are true. It's because there is definitely something about them that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I could I yeah. could definitely put on the jacket that says. That, that's atheist. where I was going to go with David, but it didn't look like he was going to go there. That just yeah, seemed yeah, impossible uh, discussion. Yeah, he's um, he's definitely um, he's mapped it in its entirety. It seems, and well, there's... I kind of know how he's mapped parts of it, man. And it's just it's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, they're not, and it's not useful to discussion because it. Um, well, first thing, he, he regards religion as a threat to his sanity, which, you know, it doesn't threaten my sanity. But yeah. he acts as though it threatens his. So he has to, he has to have this attitude uh, almost as though think, to protect himself from I think he looks something. up to Sam Harris a lot, too. And in some ways, he, he probably is trying to, be the integral version of Sam Harris. Because the integral parrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, the thing is, I always thought there's a name to that guy who started the integral thing, and I never liked Ken his Wilbur. writing. Yeah, Ken Wilbur. I never liked his writing. I, I tried to read him many times and I thought I really did think he was some of this he was doing some of this fake synthesis. Oh, yeah. He was just trying to yeah. Put the whole world in this box and it didn't really care whether pieces fit in or not all he cared was that he got it all in one box 
yeah that's you know, that strange feeling around that i never liked that because that doesn't feel healthy to me and it sort of that becomes a threat to my sanity that that's what we're going to do for me i like to do every piece like like let's talk about each piece and why this piece is here yeah um, oh dude you would love dark master <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he sticks sticks to pieces yeah he loves the, he loves the bricks metaphor. yeah exactly the blocks, yeah. yeah gosh my speech he, he wants getting... to see how the blocks fit together Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're going to fit in good here. Like, it's it's becoming more and more apparent that the differences, too, that our uh, perspectives have, they're, they're all going to be very instructive or instrumental to belabor that orchestra metaphor. Like, this, this goes, as you're saying that, I, again, feel that unnameable idea that actually there's an emergent, emergent property of the dialogue that you can't a priori predict and it hmm. it doesn't it's not necessarily just ideas it's like a a resonance chamber that has magical qualities and you don't really know how magic is going to manifest hmm. i still think that the, the even though that sounds like a mag imaginative it does actually happen that way and i've seen it happen that way and it probably i have an intuition that it will which i think there are definitely parts of it that are are difficult for us to kind of english in real time and then for me like when i reflect on it like i look at like some old recordings that we've shared and i go oh yeah i definitely stated this or i misstated that and i slurred yeah. these words and I can see where I made my errors, but I know that I was meaning something fairly consistent now, thanks to like my yeah. epistemic foundations being loosely, not even loosely anymore. They're, they're pretty solid underneath me to where That's I good. used to be questioning them all the yeah. time. Yeah. And that was, what, that, that was what I did. I just fucking danced around with, uh, try on this mask. I'm going to be this guy now. I'm going no, to be I a Buddhist were, this way. I still think, I suggest you're doing that around your understanding of me and what I was doing and where I was going. Projecting. You, I projected what I did on you. Already, yeah, you that. already had enough knowledge. To, Doesn't everybody. Know. <laughs> I know, but it's still interesting. It's, you already had enough knowledge to know that, that, that it couldn't be as simple as what you were projecting, yet that seemed to be like the stress of it. Yeah. Forced you into Frustration the... brings out the worst in us. It yeah. does, man. You should see me I know. as a dad. It's like, it's, it's comedic probably from the outside in. Like, I just, I can't Lovely. even imagine how stupid and emotional I look. And I fucking, I make the weirdest justifications as to why it's okay in that. The thing is, <laughs> as long as you don't say just because. Just because, oh God, I know. As my dad always taught me, because is a word that means that the reason is coming. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Well, the thing is, is when you have those, and this is part of the synchronicity thing as well. Yeah, this is why this culture is very toxic to this sort of cultural development. And um, I'm kind of concerned about it. And that is that, when it starts to happen, compulsive energies also start to happen, mm -hmm. right? So when you're actually doing the real work, the, the shadow 
almost immediately appears that is the compulsive shadow almost immediately appears because the terrain's changing mm. right so i think compulsive pathologies is probably a slightly more appropriate term it could be yeah yeah we could call it that but when you start calling it compulsive i mean you have pathology, you have a lot of sorry go it, it starts to look very you know it you start people start to feel like you're pathologizing them yeah. uh, i don't really care about how they feel I don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, you know, <laughs> the main distinction is just that, like, you have a lot of compulsions, and only some of them are pathological. True. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And, and those are the uh, ones that we should be. That is that. That out. was where I was going with this, and that some of them are compulsions that are trying to bring another order of meaning into your life, and they make no sense in the present dynamic. Mm. Uh, be, but but there's they're halfway between where you're going to go and where you are, hmm. so it creates a sort of cognitive dissonance. Mm. 